Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I am your co-host, Joe Crabb, sitting in for who is our normal host, Mr. EJ Swanson. Uh, and I am joined, as always, by another one of our co-hosts, Mrs. Kimberly Schuler. Hello. Uh, and today it is actually just Kim, myself, and our beloved producer... Trevor Callis. Trevor Callis here. Uh, and we're actually going to be continuing on in what has become our four-part series uh, on retreat. And so our first two episodes on this were about our pre-retreat planning. Uh, last time we primarily hit on kind of the front end of retreat, but really focused a lot of time on our session and teaching team, uh, how we prepare our messages, why we have our own student ministry staff um, preach as opposed to bringing in a speaker, uh, and along with a couple of the other different creative things that we've done throughout uh, throughout time for our for our sessions, for our response time, uh, I wrote a blog post actually just sharing with some of the different uh, response pieces that we've done throughout the years because uh, I know that's always a big part of retreat. You know, what is that response going to look like? And so uh, feel free to check that out on JoeCrab.com. Shameless plugging here. Uh, no, sh actually, you know what? Yeah, like no said, it's no, there's no shame. That's what makes it loud shameless. and proud. So, uh, but as you talk about retreats, Kim, actually, you proposed a, a question to answer in the thick of retreats. What, what do you yeah, got? Yeah. So, you know, as you pack for retreat, it's for me usually like midnight the night before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to prepare myself for the weekend. I don't pack. Right. I survive. <laughs> yes. So what is a survival tip or like something that you must take with you to retreat or you would share with any other student director that it's a must have a survival um, like hack a, for the weekend. Got it. Yeah. A must have. Yeah. Yes. Actually, one of the must haves that I have that I, we actually sent a couple of weeks ago to Zach. I keep always, I keep saying his last name. I should probably just ask him how to say it. Workman, uh, the Youth Ministry Boosters podcast, but he won our giveaway, our Friday freebie, our first one that we did with the Amazon gift card. Uh, but I also sent him some of my favorite things, awesome. which is a, um, a three pack of Listerine, uh, strips, mm. the ones that like dissolve in your mouth and they like nuke your mouth Gotta uh, keep that with, with minty fresh. goodness. Oh, good. And then a tied to go pen. <laughs> I cannot be the only student pastor out there who manages to always get something on their shirt. And so if I have these in your, I just got sick of the fact that I didn't have them in stock. So I legit went on Amazon. I bought like 40 packs of Listerine strips and like 30 tied to go pens. Mm. Uh, one to give to people. Uh, and two, just cause like I need them. Like the Listerine strips are great cause they just fit in your pocket real easy. Yep. You don't have to worry. You're not chewing on anything. So you don't sound like a calf. Like and that's, you that's one of my biggest pet peeves. With you can gum? ask my husband during church, especially, oh. especially like if you, it, he always sits next to me and it's the constant chewing and smacking. I just give him that look and he immediately knows. Welcome to Multi Multi, where we talk about the <laughs> multitude of problems that marriages have in multi site. You know, that's, yeah, I could, yeah. Love it you. is, it does the smack, like that. And yeah. even like, I've always found when you're putting on a, a mint, I just know how long they last. At least with that Listerine strip. Yep. I feel like, 
my mouth is just been like washed anew with minty goodness. So yes. uh, what is yours? What is your hack? So there's mine. Listerine strips tied to go pens. Yes. Uh, comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes. Yes. Okay. Because they So buy a new pair of kicks. They're fancy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for me, not only for retreats, but also for events as well. Um, but for retreats specifically, what I have found is I need a good pair of like comfortable tennis shoes for like the fall or even a boot. Um, and my go-to tennis shoes are New Balances. Um, the number on them is oh, wow. 574 if wow. you want the style as well. Giving you all the deets. I love the love the brighter colors. Um, and then I have a pair of boots uh, that are Sorrells that I love um, not only for the fall, if it's a little colder, but also for the winter because they're great trudging through the snow at winter camp. Um, but the, as much walking as we do from one end of the camp to the other, oh, it's so important to have comfortable shoes. Yeah, I, 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 I my hack for that is like, um, I use, I just buy shoe pads, like shoe insoles, like Dr. Scholl's mm, insoles. Yeah, yeah. Trev, do you have one? Yeah. Um. So a big thing for me is hats because you're just going, you're sometimes you're just jumping out of bed, running down yes. to wherever, and you just gotta throw on a hat. Got to cover and, up the mess. Yep. Make sure that you look for, at least, yeah, a hat help. Guys, listen, Trev has hopped on the mic, y'all. <laughs> uh, make sure, yeah, that's a, that easy go-to, like, throw on, look look presentable. Yes. Um, one of the best moments, we had one of our student ministry guys get on stage chewing gum. I'm glad you brought this up, because I was going to, but I didn't know if we had time. He was chewing gum, and he... <laughs> You could just tell, and he kept smacking it into the mic and everything. But luckily, a part of his intro was to walk out into the crowd, and he was throwing toilet paper through the crowd. It was for an illustration. I don't even remember what it was for. But he's throwing toilet paper, and he started walking through the crowd. So he walks by me. I quickly pick up a thing of toilet paper, rip off a piece, and I put it next to his mouth, <laughs> and I just whispered in his ear, spit it out. <laughs> and, like, next thing I know, and I just... It in was, motion, he in, spit it out in Joe's hand. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's the thing that best prepared me for parenthood, uh, is what I can <laughs> say. But I'm going to, to to host here today and ask some questions and talk a little about retreat, answer a little bit. Trev has moved in front of the mic. And so, Trev, feel free to hop in. You've gone to countless of our retreats as a small group leader, as a tech producer, uh, and really have set the standard for what our sessions look like uh, in, in a lot of ways. And so let's just go ahead and, and cook through some questions here, give you an insight as to what our biggest weekends of the year look like. So Kim, will you go ahead and uh, share a little bit about what we do to best equip small group leaders for during the weekend? We talked a little yes. bit in the pre-retreat about the leaders packet. What are we doing and what is the campaign? campus guy or gal doing during the weekend to equip their leaders? Yes. So as a campus, the expectation is communication with your small group leaders. I think that is one of the biggest priorities we put on them because they're responsible for communicating to their leader. Yes. Mm -hmm. Each campus director pastor is um, because they're the ones with the greatest relationship with them and they're the ones who also go back home with them so they need to be the front runner in communication now they can use what other 
campus guys or pastors communicate or do or how they appreciate them, um, they can use those ideas, but they're the ones executing it. Um, so one of those things and one of those expectations that we put on our student guys is to download the Remind Me app mm-hmm. and have all their leaders... Uh, um, text the code in so that they join that group and they can stay up to date on information that goes out on the communication pieces that that campus pastor or director uh, sends out throughout the weekend. It may be encouraging things. It may be just, hey, don't forget dinner at 530 or uh, if you see a student sitting by themselves, reach out to them uh, because we want to make sure that our small group leaders not only are in the know, but they also are, um, you know, reminded of their role and responsibility throughout the weekend and feel of purpose. Helps you kind of recalibrate if need be, as well as, uh, potentially address any situations. And one of the, so what we, what we do is if there's anything that's like major, like, Hey, sessions gotta be shifted back 15 minutes because of this, or we're going to move this up or whatever. Kim communicates that through our student ministry staff thread. Yep. Uh, and then we're responsible as the campus staff to communicate it specifically to our leaders. Now, one of the things that I've seen some of our campuses do throughout that weekend is still find pockets of time to gather their campus-specific small group leaders together. Uh, we haven't, I, I don't do that um, for my campus because of amount of leaders, mm. uh, whereas others have, you know, they've decided because maybe it's easier to get five or six of them together or just a need. They have a lot of new leaders, whatever it might be. Now I have gathered together, you know, I always am walking around. That's my number one job. I'm walking around. I was talking to leaders. What do you need? How can I help you? Uh, is there any other tensions that have arisen? And, and so on. So we've also brought in other people at times who are former small group leaders yep. who are just there to minister to our leaders. Yes. So they've got to hop in with group because the leader's dealing with a situation or they, they're going to deal with the situation because they actually have some relationship with the student, whatever it might be. They're just extra hands and ears and eyes and shoulder to cry on, whatever it might be. Um, One of the things that you have done that I think has been great though, is uh, although the responsibilities on a campus guy to communicate with their leader, you've helped in appreciating those leaders uh, and kind of encouraging them uh, even as they start the weekend. So Every leader, pretty much, when they go into a room, uh, they have a goodie basket in their room based off of a survey that they fill out. So we sent out a survey monkey mm-hmm. um, early on in the week at, or weeks leading up to it, and they just share like favorite snack and so on and so forth. We put some like survival things in there. Yep. Winter, we yep. put chapstick and so on and so forth in there. Earplugs for some of them so they can sleep yep. at night. Yep. Anything else that you usually <laughs> throw in that up? What's yeah? Kim hooks us up. Kim (laughs) and she does it for the band too. What's some of the stuff that you've gotten uh, as band and tech in your your little goodie basket? Uh, Deodorant, (laughs) sour (laughs) sour patch kids, yeah, hand sanitizer, yeah. It's just stuff that handy stuff. Yeah, even stuff in like we have a little somewhat like back room store. It's a storage closet, and we kind of make it into a makeshift green room uh, throughout the weekend, but. And that's thing that's a huge part as well of making sure that you have that like well stocked mm. for those volunteers who are there, uh, and it goes miles yeah. to communicate. I think that's something that can be so easy, easily overlooked, as well as uh, just 
put on the back burner or like if that's the first thing that gets cut from a budget because you're short money, um, that is it is like the appreciation or the green room aspect of things. But I think that's one of the last things I would want cut because yeah. that's what makes the what we can happen is through our small group leaders and through our volunteers and through our band. Um, they create and set the atmosphere. So I just want to feed into that. I want to encourage them, affirm them, thank them for being there that weekend. So I, if you're not doing something for your small group leaders or not doing something for volunteers that come up there, and I even think we need to do a better job at it. I think of our work crew that come up there you know we have parents that are that come and serve all weekend at our camp the way they help offset some of the cost is we bring up about 50 60 parents and they do all the kicking cooking and the kitchen yeah just um, the way that it's all set up they they hop in and and they work hard all weekend long long. weekend um but i need to do better in appreciating them and just making sure that they feel like they are seen they are known yeah well you already are are crushing it for the 120 plus people that you do with small group leaders and the band and tech and everyone else in between. Even like there's been times where a staff member's wife will come up and their kids and like there's like coloring books and building blocks and stuff. But I agree. That is the last thing that should ever be cut because that's the thing that communicates the most value to individuals and hack on how to do it well for that many people. Like we said, we put out a survey monkey. So you get a lot of that information And then that's a shopping list that you are able to give to anybody. You can give to an intern. You can give to another small group leader. Give to parents. If if there's always that parent or three or four parents who are like, man, I want to help out. Or you know they have the capability of helping out. You just haven't thought of the role for them yet. This is the role for them. Essentially, I mean, you get to give them your credit card. And they can go shopping and buy all that stuff. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> or like help put it together, whatever yeah. it be. Uh, if you're scholarshipping a student, it's a great opportunity for them to come in and spend some time with you. Uh, and you don't have to say, hey, you got to earn your keep like in this regard. But say, mm-hmm. hey, we'd love for you to come and help out. Our students have never had any issue doing that. Uh, and some parents want to be able to help out in that way. So find mm-hmm. ways for them to do so. Putting together those little baskets, and they can be cheap. Dollar store, Amazon, uh, buy those baskets from there and so on and so forth. Yeah. Like, And put it together, but make it happen for your leaders. It gives an opportunity to produce joy and um, Ooh, gratefulness good. in someone else. You produce know? joy. Because that's good. I selfishly always want to do it just because I love just the know with all of like what it produces, but being able to give it to someone else allows me to just see the blessing that they get to receive knowing that they've blessed others. And Trev, I think that you've probably heard it from your, your Tech volunteers and oh, band yeah. and everything. Yeah. People get excited about those peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> they can't get enough of them. Yes. <laughs> that, I would say peanut butter pretzels, spicy sweet uh, chili Doritos. Yep. Are, are Mott's fruit snacks. Mott's oh, fruit snacks. Those yeah. are. <laughs> so we've got, if you want, if you need like a starter list or something like that, just reach out to us. Hide we've, to go pens. we've got a great Thanks, one for like for the Sam's Club. Oh, and another hack. Um, if you are not already doing this for like large mass orders from Sam's Club, um, do in club pickup 
order online and go pick it up. Sorry, that just came, but it That's good. Somebody needed that. Like, wait a life. minute. Yeah, because then you're not running around the aisles having to pick everything else up. It's yes. like what a lot of grocery stores are already doing. Like somebody will shop it for you yes. and you can legit just swing by and pick it up. It so. saves a good two, three hours of your time. And another hack that Kim has done for during the retreat weekend as a po- like trying to think, I don't have enough room to bring stuff up. If you're ordering something online and you don't need it, before the weekend, just send it directly to the camp. Just call the camp and say, I'm going to have some packages coming your way this week for our weekend. We've never had an issue with it. Most camps won't have an issue with it. They'll just set it aside for you. Send it directly to the camp. Save room in your car, your trailer, whatever it might be. Send it up there uh, directly. Let Bezos do the work for you at Amazon. Yes. Uh, you mentioned parents, and parents have an opportunity to be part of the weekend by serving and being physically up there, but we like to invite parents into the weekend beforehand and like just like retreat before, during, and after, and we do a parents packet. Now a parents packet, Central generally, Central sends that out. So as though we diversify and decentralize leader communication, and the reason why we do that is because there are some context-specific things that a campus-specific guy or gal is going to want to communicate. Uh, we do centralize parent communication throughout the weekend because a lot of our guys they don't have the bandwidth to think about that uh, because they're dealing with a student, they're talking, they're they're praying with a student, they're helping out a leader, they're fulfilling a role of responsibility that they have as a staff. And so we sent out this parent packet beforehand, which has similar information to our leader packet, uh, but it has like the packing list. It has an overview of the session so a parent can see what it is that their student is learning and hearing that weekend. Uh, it has a link to all of our social media so they can follow along that way. Uh, the Spotify playlist for the weekend, but it also has a what to do once your student gets home. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, we actually had a, one of our family ministry guys a couple of years ago kind of create this and we've tweaked it throughout the years of like, hey, how to keep the conversation going with your student uh, and what to expect and really even temper their expectations of, hey, your student may not want to talk all about the retreat that Sunday night. Um, it might have to wait till Monday. It might have to wait till Tuesday. But what does that look like? And that parent already has... Uh, have read and seen an overview of what was being taught. So they have a framework, but not just through that packet, but through two other things that we we do, the recap videos that we post out uh, and by live streaming. So talk yes. a little bit about the recap video. Yeah. Time. So after each session, uh, we hop on Facebook live on one of our Facebook uh, pages and then the rest of the campuses after share it. So we try not to just centralize it on one at all times, um, but we want to make sure it gets out to all parents. But during that Facebook recap, uh, we always recap the session what just took place, but also even the hours prior to that most most of the time. So after the Friday night session, we'll t- touch base. All right, we've all arrived safe and sound, and we just hopped into our session, and now this is also what your student is doing. Just to give the parents an inner, inner workings of, hey, here's what your student is experiencing right now. Here's how you could be praying for them in the moment right now as they're in small group and diving into further conversation about the session. 
And we also, whoever's hosting, interviews the speaker from that session. So if Joe just spoke on a Friday night, it might be myself or another student guy up there in front of the camera saying, Joe, hey, you just opened up God's word and we are in such and such uh, passage. Would you share quickly with the parents your three main points, your big idea for tonight that students are diving into? And Joe will take a moment and do that. And then that host just usually bridges the gap and say, hey, that was our Friday night and this is what your students are going to be doing you know, tomorrow. Uh, we've even done it before where like, um, so what happens after that video and one of the things that Kim shared on is that we have multi-campus representation. Yes. So usually it's one of our campus specific guys uh, who's up there speaking. Uh, and so they're the one who's being kind of interviewed. Mm-hmm. And then whether it's Kim, it's me or any of our student guys, yep. again, it shows that this is, it's a one church, many communities. And so uh, our staff gets, gets to be in front of all of those parents as well. Uh, and it is, parents interact with it. They love it. They love to see it. Yes. Uh, and for years, we used to like put it on Vimeo and then like send out an email for it, but the internet was super bad where we were at. So now we just legit record it on our iPhones and upload it to a Facebook page like Kim shared. Uh, and then this past year, we just dabbled with, um, I think it's, what is it called? It's called Sling or? Yep, Sling Studio. Sling Studio. And we, it allows multi-camera. Yep. Um, and multi-cam, uh, audio, we're able to patch that right into our board and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Dope. It's next level. Yeah. It's crazy. It's and cool. you use everything from iPhones to like regular, yep. regular old cameras yep. and everything. And so um, our team tinkered with that and we now live stream our retreats yes. uh, and parents have loved seeing that and everything and be able to engage in that way. So they're getting the parent packet so they can just read and get an overview. They're hearing a recap or they can engage fully in the session. And another way that we've used Facebook live, not sling studio, uh, but just our regular phone is during free time. Yeah. We just walk around and each one of our campus guys will tend to do this themselves. Uh, but we just walk around and just show parents, hey, this is what camp looks like. Uh, so they can actually catch a visual uh, and see it. And we just, we hit every space possible and try to get as many kids in front of that camera during that time, uh, especially during middle school retreats. So mom or dad can be like, oh, there they are. Oh, they look like they were having fun and everything. So they're still alive, even though they haven't texted me because yeah, <laughs> ex- they're having so much fun. Exactly. So pa- I've gotten texts from parents who are, oh, thanks so much. It was so awesome seeing my, my son or daughter. I love that they're having fun there and I love it too because they just get to see ministry in action and I love stopping to see you see that small group leader who's playing basketball with them who's who's clowning around and leading the snowball fight uh and everything and so the parents just get to see what it is that we talk about uh in in life like fully alive um actually happening so uh Next thing up here, I'm just kind of cooking through a list. I want to make sure we hit on some of these things. So talk a little bit about uh, parents. And now let's just kind of talk about what it looks like for uh, students that weekend. Some of the things that we didn't get a hit on in the last episode, uh, particularly in response time. Um, after our Saturday night message, we do our, like, we tend to have a response on Saturday night, but then we also do uh, one-on-ones. Uh, what does that look like? Yeah, so as the leader arrives on the front and the end of the retreat, uh, they receive a packet in their room, and in that includes the leader packet that we 
already sent them a week prior to the retreat, if not more. Um, but it then also includes a sheet called one-on-ones. Uh, this is for them to use as a base, basically um, to just be able to spend some intentional time with each of their students in their small group. So our small groups at least have two leaders to each small group, if not more. And so d- between the leaders, they get to choose how they do it, but um, some divide it up and you know, one leader will take six students, the other takes six, or they may meet with each individual student together. Um, but the idea and goal of that is to help and come along students and process what God is teaching them that weekend and how it's going to continually transform the student's heart and what they are going to do about it. Um, those are pretty much our questions is like, what is God teaching you and what are you going to do about it? And so as a small group leader, being able to enter into that space with them, create that space. Students know it's coming. It's been something that we've done in our rhythms uh, for the past couple retreats. And so it, it, it just creates moments for deeper or more vulnerable conversation to happen outside of a small group that a leader can connect with a student and actually hear what God is teaching in their heart, pray with them. And that's oftentimes where we see decisions of salvation and baptism come out of as well. And what's nice, and we're always looking to, um, you know, evaluate or tweak um, how we collect responses. Um, You know, the one-on-one sheets has worked, um, but we're looking for different ways to maybe better that. Yeah, Um, even going digital and just allowing a leader to just go ahead and type it all in on their phone afterwards because we don't have leaders fill out the sheet in front of a student because that's very impersonal uh, and that's not the purpose of it. It's, It's really... Again, simple, simplifying the questions, you know, leading the conversation, um, and and yeah, but always looking to improve on that. So yeah, so we as you know, student ministry pastors and directors can get those back and see where students are at, follow up with students if need be, follow up with small group leaders. Like, hey, I saw that you had this conversation, or this student was struggling with this specific issue. Here's a great tool that I've used in the past. I would love to give this to you. Or yeah, your student wants to get baptized awesome. I'm going to follow up with them and their parents and I'll loop you in on when that's going to happen so I can make sure you are there. And this is so campus specific, a campus like that student small group leader from that campus is sitting down one-on-one with that student, helping them process that decision and, uh, or, or, you know, just process what it is that God is saying to them in that moment and where they're at in life. And it's great for whether a student made a decision that Saturday night or Friday night, or they haven't, uh, just just to have somebody there, have an adult uh, or a leader just sit down with them, yep. look them in the eye and just say, hey, I'm here to listen to you, talk with you, love you and pray pray for you. Uh, one of the other valuable things that we've done throughout the years uh, for campus specific only has been our campus specific time that we do on Sunday, kind of after session uh that we we create space for each campus to kind of go throughout the camp that we're at and just have a essentially a story time, a testimony time in which that 
campus-specific student ministry staff member gets uh, just brings up a student or has a student come up as they want to and just share what it is that God did in their heart this past weekend. And so uh, it allows for those students, you know, some, we did it before where it was everybody, uh, but we, we saw there'd be greater value to just do it by campus because those individuals are going back with each other. And so yeah. they're able to pray with one another, hold each other accountable, cheer each other on. And so it gives it far more of a family feel. Uh, we celebrate collectively in a lot of ways throughout our sessions, the life change that has occurred. Uh, so we get to do that as one church, but then you get to see how that happens in that campus specific time in the many communities. Yes. Uh, and so I want to I want to end this. So for those of you who are who are are sticking with us, make sure that you tune into this last part because we're going to talk about tension for the next couple of minutes here. <laughs> uh, Kim, how have you seen? You know, we talk about roles and responsibilities, and how a campus specific guy may have a role that weekend, a responsibility that weekend for a large group game, but they're also responsible for taking care of their five or six small group leaders that are there. They're also responsible for taking care of the 15, 20 students that they have with them. Yep. They're also, they're, they have a lot that they're, they might even be a small group leader themselves. Yeah. Uh, how do, how have you seen and how have you helped so those, our team manage the multiple tensions that they have from being in a part of a multi-site church from the individual responsibility they have to their campus to as well as the responsibility they have to the team at large. Yeah. I would say the first thing is just the communication of it, like making the tension known, um, talking about it with your team, um, with each other. Uh, that way we can help look for those holes or gaps or support. Uh, you know, someone that is in charge of large group games may not be the actual person that is running the game on the weekend or during the weekend. They are in charge of making sure it gets executed and executed well with all the different functions of supplies, the briefs, the specific games that they're actually playing. But they can easily find a high caliber volunteer, another staff member, or another small group leader and say, hey, here's here's the games, here's the package, here's the supplies. I'm going to be there, but I also want to be with my students during that time. I would love and I think you'd do great at leading it out. Let me help you do it, uh, but you own it come that afternoon, Saturday um, morning, you know, they then roll it out. So they're responsible for just making sure that whoever it is who's executing it, that they have been set up to be able to do so with excellence. Yes. And they're also responsible then for communicating that back to you. Yes. That so I'm not, aware. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's no surprises there. So then that's yeah. a big part. And it's also I've seen is that uh, the guys had the guys and gals have and even encouraged it to lean into the team because uh, mm -hmm. there might be somebody who is able to help lead out that game uh, and that they're willing to because their tensions look a little bit different. Their responsibilities look a little bit different. And so they're able to help out in that capacity yep. as long as that individual is still setting them up for success. So I think really leaning into the team, whether beforehand, uh, always beforehand if possible, but even when circumstances arise where you yes. are planning on being able to do it, but a situation has arisen with a student or a leader that you need to go handle yep. to communicate 
and to lean into the team. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that I've seen as a multi-site church throughout the years that have caused tension uh, and how we've addressed it, uh, one with one with students and one with leaders. One with students is we share with our leaders, every student is your student. Now, uh, guys with guys students and girls with girls students. But if you're a guy leader and you're walking through the game room and you see a student who is not from your campus, or maybe they're from your campus and you don't recognize them, and they are leaned against the wall and they've got their headphones in and they don't want to talk to anybody, your responsibility is to go over and talk to them. Uh, maybe them. Yeah, you already know where your students are at. They're in the game room, they're loving life, and you have a few moments. Go sit down and engage with them. That could change their entire trajectory for the weekend mm -hmm. that somebody stopped and cared. And then you get the chance to, you know, I've had leaders text me like, hey, I just talked to so-and-so from this campus and uh, just, just wanted to let you know it was a great convo. And then I do is I take that to that campus-specific person and say, hey, yeah. who's their small group leader? My leader had a convo with them. But again, it's, it's leveraging the team. And especially if a student's doing something dumb. Tell them. Yeah. I like, don't care if it's not your campus. They're with, running around in 20 degree weather with shorts and a t-shirt. I've had, I saw a kid one time who was like getting ready to like try and skateboard grind down like a 20 foot rail. And like the guy, I've got to be honest, he didn't look like he could do a two foot rail. And so I was like, bro. <laughs> Gravity is going to win that one. Go ahead. Like, I can't have you do that. Yep. And you just season it with grace, regardless of how you, uh, how you might say it. But yep. again, that's a good perhaps framework to shape and, and uh, specifically with your leaders, but to help uh, kind of make that weekend great for everybody. Another one has been with leaders is that times when you get these leaders from other campuses together, they don't have relationship with one another. And so, uh, there can be some tension that arises with one group being too loud uh, or with a certain student or whatever. Um, we have always encouraged them to just come directly to their student ministry staff member uh, or to come directly to you. Yes. And so to not to, to, to help us alleviate that tension, whether it's with a student, a sticky situation, something with a leader, uh, something that might need to be addressed, to let us handle it that weekend, to let you handle it that weekend or us as a staff handle that weekend so they can focus on their role. We want them to be aware of those things that can sharpen us and help us as a team and help us as a church grow but they don't have to bear that burden of making that change happen or addressing that issue outright, uh, especially if it's a larger issue. That's what, that's what our role is. And we want them to focus on the role that they have there. So just again, some of that tension that arises at times that we've, we were never thought of beforehand, but we've mm -hmm. experienced it. And that's kind of how we've Learn to address it a little bit and continuing to learn along the way. Yeah. So uh, closing thoughts, statements, questions, anything else to share here as we kind of wrap up what it looks like for us to do a retreat? Yeah, I would just say I think it was cool to just kind of stand back and listen a little bit uh, this episode because I think a lot of what we talked about during the weekend was very much campus-specific items. You know, a lot of roles and a lot of responsibilities to own your own campus in the relationships that stand there. And I think if if there's a charge or anything to go after on a weekend like this, on a weekend that they're away out of their usual, uh, you know, 
atmosphere or um, surroundings is the fact that like as a campus, just go after those students that God has given you and pour into those leaders that God has given you. I think there's very tactical tactful ways um and hopefully some tools that um you guys might have heard out of this or that you guys have even tried and could share with us yeah to even better that um because that's what's most important in that weekend is pouring into the lives of the students and so just being reminded of that and being reminded that yes not only are there multiple campuses at this retreat but we are the one body of christ and how we can lean on each other in that but also just champion the body um at romeo at pontiac at the specific campuses for growth that's great trevor do you have anything you want to add um I thought of something about one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you I were think, a small group um, leader for a while, so you 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 went through them yourself. So yeah, uh, I think something to remember about one-on-ones, especially with middle schoolers, it might be awkward at first, <laughs> especially the first time they're on retreats and whatnot. They're they're like, wait, you want to talk to me about yourself? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't always happen as often in student ministry because you're always trying like. You always want to be with another, like multiple students or multiple leaders. Just yeah, you're usually in like a group yeah. setting, so that one-on-one generally doesn't happen in a yeah. normal context. So, and I, I just saw over the years them actually start looking forward to those conversations and even being like. Sometimes I had a lot of kids on retreats, and some of the last ones I would get to, they'd be like, "Hey, so are we gonna talk?" You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool. But it was it's it's also especially with middle school with the retreat being in the middle kind of of the school year and being in small group with them all year. There was just like, it was really cool to not only be like, Hey, what did God teach you this weekend? But also like you, it ended up going into conversations just about kind of their growth overall and being able to kind of really speak in, speak truth to them. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, that's again, where you see that, that, that over time, those relationships build and just, you see change happen. And, uh, and so that is, that's incredible guys. This has been an awesome, awesome conversation. We appreciate you guys listening and continuing to give feedback and contribute to the conversation. Uh, We do not have all the answers. We are just sharing with you guys out of our own experience uh, and what God has shown us and uh, the grace that he's shown us as well. And through the mistakes that we've made and through this learning process. And so we're excited to continue to learn together and to wrap up this four-part conversation about retreats uh, as we take a look at what we do multi-site when it comes to follow-up for retreats. And so continue to to share this with others, continue to send questions and feedback our way. Follow us on social, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Multi Multi Podcast. We've got some more giveaways coming up here soon. Uh, And again, always, thanks for listening. And in the words of our host, EJ Swanson, we love you. But God loves you more. See y'all.